For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone, and this is the bonus episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I don't know if you guys could tell, but I like literally forgot the name of my podcast like five seconds ago. I had like a a pause, and I was like, "What? What is this? What is this podcast? It's Manifest with Tori Simone." Hi, guys. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. This book. We are going to get into it. This is the bonus episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. The last Thursday of every month, I release a bonus episode. Lately, they've all been about books, and we've been reading book club episodes. The next bonus episode is actually not going to be a book club episode. It's going to be a fun guest series episode, which I'm really excited about. But today is a book club episode, and we are getting into... The Creative Act, A Way of Being. I don't even need my laptop for this because you know what? I'm just going to go straight from the book. We're going off the cuff today, baby. You guys. I am obsessed with this book. I'm obsessed. This book has single-handedly awakened my soul. I am obsessed with this book. This is a 10 out of 5 book for me. Like it could not be a better book. If you guys are watching on video, then you'll see that I actually have a bookmark in the middle of the book. That is because I listened to this book in its entirety on audiobook. And then I wanted the physical copy, so I went out and bought the physical copy and I have been annotating it throughout this entire journey and it is really just so incredible. Um, now this book is going to be a bit difficult to recap because it's really just a conception of ideas that Rick Rubin has. Okay, let's begin with that. So this book, it's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. It's by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin is a music producer, but honestly, He is now the person that I, when people say like, who do you want dinner with, dead or alive? It's him. I just want to listen to him talk 
all day long. I just want to listen to a stream of consciousness. I just want to hear his thoughts. And that's what this book is. And it even starts out by saying that in the beginning of like even the index is called 78 areas of thought. Like this book is really just his thoughts. It starts off with nothing in in this book is known to be true. It's a reflection on what I've noticed, not facts as so much thoughts. Some of my ideas may resonate, others may not. A few may awaken an inner knowing you forgot that you had. Use what's helpful, let go of the rest. Each of these moments is an invitation to further inquiry, looking deeper, zooming out or in, opening possibilities for a new way of being. And that really is true. Like there are, there were some moments in this book that I really like, I didn't really resonate with. And I was like, but I don't need to because not every one of his thoughts needs to hit me. And then there were other parts of this book that hit me so hard that I was like, this is like a spiritual awakening for me. Like I am actually being reborn from this book. And there was a few weeks on my Instagram where I was posting the snippets of this book every day on my story and I had so many people reaching out being like is this the creative act and my one friend Lexi was like this is literally like the creative bible and I I feel like she said it perfectly like this really is such a great book and this is a book for everyone and I say that because I know a lot of people don't identify as artists or creatives And I think that's where a book like The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, for example, loses a lot of people because they think, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not a painter. I'm not a sculptor. I'm not talented. I, you know, we think that art is like something that we go see at an exhibit or it's something that we listen to, right? But art really is all around us and art is nature and nature is beautiful and nature is harmonious. And this book was so profound and the way that he speaks on that makes being creative and an artistic person very approachable and it really does wake you up and be like, you know what, I really at my core am a creative. And that's like, I really like that narrative and it feels really good. And it's almost given me the permission to be creative because I feel like we have lost the permission to create with the work culture these days. Like everything being hustle culture and well, I try not to live hustle culture, but I feel like everyone around us is moving at a speed of light and the world is progressing so fast that when you really take a step back and you're kind of given permission by one of the greatest artists and creatives in the world to explore your talent and explore your craft, it becomes really freeing. And this book is so profound. It, it just really is. So the way that I wanted to structure this episode today was kind of just to go through some parts of the book and just explain what really hit me deeply about some of these passages um, and just go from there because this is a harder book to review. It's not like a book that has an overarching theme. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Like it's really just his thoughts and they're put in this book and it's put beautifully in this book. It's been fun reading this book because I've been reading it with my dad 
And my mom and I for years have been saying to my dad that he needs to write his own book because he's a psychologist and he is brilliant. Like I remember I was supposed to do a a TED talk um, in I think like April or May of 2020. It obviously got canceled when the world shut down. But I am so glad I didn't do the TED talk because my topic was horrendous. But my dad was like, I really want to do a TED talk. And I asked him what he would talk about. And he had three topics and they were all like so well thought out. And he was like, this is exactly what I would want to talk about. And like, he just has a lot of knowledge and a lot to say. And he's very smart and he's very funny. Like my dad is a really cool guy. So I really wanted him to read this book because I want him to write his own book. And so together we've been working through this book And it's also been cool because my dad is not very spiritual like at all. And this book is very spiritually rooted, meaning it, um, it just really takes the place of, it introduces a lot of wild concepts of, you know, like what is the self and what is spirituality. And, you know, it's just an exchanging of energy this book. So I was so interested to hear what he thought of it. And it's funny because I picked up a lot on the spirituality of this book and I feel like he didn't really pick up on a lot of it. So it's just interesting how this book can be interpreted, um, between, between a a different, you know, audience that reads it. So I kind of just wanted to go through this and talk about some of the passages that really hit me. Um, and kind of maybe just begin like a deeper conversation. If you've been toying with reading this book, I think it, I couldn't recommend it more. It is on Spotify, but I think reading it as opposed to listening to it is much more impactful. Um, But it just, bravo, bravo. This book is just fantastic. All right. Um, What I really liked about this book was that on the second page, it says that to live as an artist is a way of being in the world, a way of perceiving, a practice of paying attention. And if you guys listen to my 2024 reset episode, then you know my word of the year is practice. So having this just laid out in front of me of like creativity is a practice and creativity. Oh my God, there's so much to say about this book. Um, but the practice of paying attention that like, if we pay attention, creativity is all around us and he gets into it. I don't want to like spoil it, but it's just, I mean, there's nothing to spoil because that's like what we're here talking about. He just says it so much better than I'm ever going to say it. He, he really, really does. It's, it's just so good. It's such a good book. Okay. The practice of paying attention really grabbed my attention right away. Your entire life is a form of self-expression. You exist as a creative being in a creative universe, a singular work of art. And I really loved that because it just makes you feel good about who you are as a person. And it this book constantly goes back to the singular perspective that we all have our own contributions to this world. We all have our own ideas, our own singular thoughts that are important and are worth expressing. And how we express that is up to us because we're unique. And, and I think that was really cool. 
for the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine. And that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Um, I really liked, I'm just going through the things that I highlighted. We are all participating in a larger creative act. We are not conducting. I thought this was really nice because what he's saying here is like nature is art. Nature is beautiful. And there was actually a note. I don't know where I put it. It's somewhere in here where I started to get really kind of trippy when he was talking about the source and the self and the vessel. And I pretty much wrote down that maybe it's right here. Here we go. The source equals universe vessel equals brain or body or physical being. I wrote this, this is on page 
30, I guess 30. Um, so he has these little excerpts on the page and this one says, no matter what tools you use to create, the true instrument is you and through you, the universe that surrounds us all comes into focus. And I wrote, and that is beautiful. We are the universe and the universe is within us. The universe communicates through us, almost like God built slash created humans so that the universe could speak through us. We are the source and the universe's personification, a medium to the source. So I kind of just got led there through his thoughts, but he does get really deep and kind of trippy. And that's why I really liked this one of we are all participating in a larger creative act that we are not conducting because like the sun doesn't shine because humans wake up. The birds don't chirp because humans wake up. We think that we are the center of the universe when in actuality, we're just like, we're just a part of it. Like we're just a part of the ecosystem and taking off the pressure of feeling like we run the universe it's really freeing. So just simply participating and showing up to the practice of participating and paying attention to it is really, really fucking cool. This book is just so profound. Um, I also really liked this. If you have an idea you're excited about and you don't bring it to life, it's not uncommon for the idea to find its voice through another maker. This isn't because the other artist stole your idea, but because the idea's time has come. Kind of saying like we don't have an original thought, which kind of freeing, and I'm sure we've all heard that saying or statistic, I don't know which it is, that whatever line sentence has been said by you. It's been said by someone else hundreds and thousands and millions of times. We don't really have a creative thought or an original thought, I should say. And that relieves a lot of pressure. But what where the creativity c- comes out of it is when you express that through your singular perspective, which he gets into later in this book as well. But I really like the idea of like the idea's time has come and it needs to be in the universe and it needs to be in nature because it's meant to be here just like how you are and just like how I am and just like how your dog is meant. You know what I mean? Like it's meant to be here. We are all translators for messages the universe is broadcasting. Kind of like what I was saying, like I'm not even a very religious person, but I felt like through this book, like God created humans so that we could be the, the translators between the universe and, and God. And I'm not even like religious. So like for me to say like God is not really even in my vocabulary, but I, I just found like, we are like, we are the voice of that. Like we, we can really translate like what the universe is saying to us and we're a, a source of it. Practicing a way of being that allows you to see the world through uncorrupted, innocent eyes can free you to act in concert with the universe's timetable. Some of the things I won't even expand on because they're just said perfectly. There's a certain time for ideas to arrive and they find a way to express themselves through us. Like we are just the vessel and like we are just a medium. I did a whole episode on breaking rules because that one was really, really hitting home for me. 
Um, this one's about contentment. What was this one about? The source of creativity. The content does not come from inside us. The source is out there, a wisdom surrounding us, an exhaustible offering that is always available. And I wrote, this is comforting because we are simply the vessel. Moving on, there are tiny fragments of the vastness of source stored within us. I wrote energy, we are the universe. And it just feels like an ecosystem, a constant interaction with the source. Art is a circulation of energetic ideas. What makes them appear new is that they are combining differently each time that they come back. No two clouds are the same. And then he later goes on to say something about a river. And I loved the river analogy where it's like you can never step in the same river twice because it's always flowing. That is profound. Um, We talked about this. What makes them appear new is that they're combining differently each time they come back. Andrew Huberman did an episode all about creativity and he talked about this. What makes something feel new and innovative and creative and good is that we hear something that sounds familiar, but it's different. So we like it. Like an example of something that I can think of is the song Unholy by Sam Smith. I don't know what crack he put in that song or he doesn't go by he, he's, he goes by they. I don't know what crack Sam Smith put in that song. It is so good. And I think the reason that I like it is because it sounds familiar, but it's new. And it's, I haven't heard it before, but it's so good and so addicting because it's so creative, but it's familiar. And I think that's really what he's talking about with creativity. And Andrew Huberman was saying that too, like we like things that we are familiar with, but that are also new to us. And that's where when you hear something new and creative, it does really become, it's something that we really treasure and we really appreciate. Moving on, awareness, oh God. Awareness moves differently. The programming is happening around us. The world is the doer and we are the witness. We have little or no control over the content. And I wrote, wow, wow, wow. The gift of awareness allows us to notice what's going on around and inside ourselves in the present moment and to do so without attachment or involvement. So to be aware is to just observe without attaching to a thought, without involving ourselves to a thought. He writes on the next page, if something strikes me as interesting or beautiful, first I live that experience. Only afterward I might attempt to understand it. I wrote, I love that. I don't even need to go on. Okay. This one's crazy. This one is crazy. Get ready. The universe is only as large as our perception of it. When we cultivate our awareness, we are expanding the universe. That is profound. That is profound. Like really breaking that down. The universe is only as large as our perception of it, which is so true. Like right now when I'm recording this, I'm forgetting about the fact that I am sitting in a chair in a home that's built on the ground, that's built in the state of Pennsylvania, that's on a continent, that's on planet earth, that's in a galaxy, that's floating in space, that's in a giant, vast, massive space. Like that's fucking wild. But I don't think about that a lot. I don't think about that all the time because I'm not constantly like 
you know, thinking about it. I'm not like being perceived of it. So when we think about the universe, we then draw awareness to it. When we cultivate the awareness, we are expanding the universe. That is a really crazy concept. Just how expansive it is that once you give thoughts and ideas to the universe, you are then expanding your perception of the universe, which is expanding the universe because the universe is a perception of how you think of it. And when you begin to bring awareness to it and just putting it into words like this is really remarkable and incredible. It reminds me of a lot of how Taylor Swift makes songs and when she writes her songs she just says the words that we all think but she says them so eloquently and beautifully that it's like actually that's exactly what I'm thinking I just don't know how to like conceptualize I don't know how to say that and she does it and I feel like Rick Rubin has been doing that too Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, I'm just going to keep moving on and just mentioning some sections that really resonated with me. This on page 26. As artists, we want to hold these stories softly and find space for the vast amount of information that doesn't fit easily within the limits of our belief system. The more raw data we take in and the less we shape it, the closer we get to nature. And I wrote, I love this, be open, curious, and free thinking. And then there's another one on page 27 says, changing the instrument is not always the easiest way to change the sound of music, but it can be the most powerful. Moving along, I'm just trying to find parts of the book that really stood out to me. Um, On page 33, I highlighted, if a piece of work, a fragment of consciousness or an element of nature is somehow allowing us to access something bigger, that is its spiritual component made manifest. It awards us a glimpse of the unseen. And I wrote down beach sunsets, hosier music. I love this because on page 32, I also wrote a heart next to you are part of something much larger that can be ex- then can be explained a world of immense possibilities. This book really does um, make you feel a part of something much bigger than yourself while still feeling important. I think we often hear the comparison, are you a big fish in a little pond or are you a small fish in a big pond? And 
it's really easy to feel unimportant in something in the in the grand scheme of things, right? But I think this book gives you power in your singular perspective and gives you a lot of power in how it is that we feel and how we exist and how even though we might feel small and unimportant at certain times that we play such a, an important and essential role in nature and in the universe that it makes us feel important in the long run. So he just, he really has a way of words. When I was reading this and annotating it, I was definitely coming at it a lot from the perspective of yoga like as this one on page 39, as if the universe is nudging you with little reminders that it's on your side and wants to provide everything you need to complete your mission. I wrote karma yoga. Practice. Yes. Yes. Talking about practice. Um, to support our practice, like opening to another portal, being aware, being expansive. I loved this on page 45. The purpose is to evolve the way we see the world when we are not engaged in these acts. Practice until one day you notice that you are always in the practice of awareness at all times, in all places, living your life in a state of constant openness to receiving. Living life as an artist is a practice. You are either engaging in the practice or you're not. It makes no sense to say you're not good at it. It's like saying I'm not good at being a monk. You're either living as a monk or you're not. We tend to think of the artist's work as the output. The real work of the artist is a way of being in the world. I think that sums up the whole book. The real work of the artist is a way of being in this world. And this book really discusses the relationship between us to the outside world and how the art is already there and it's up to us to find it or discover it or manufacture it, meaning put it out there so others can see it, but it's already there. Brittany Broski says this analogy a lot and I know it's not like she, it's not an original thought by her, but I always hear her say it. Like a sculpturist can see a slab of marble and they can see this statue or the sculpture in the slab of marble and it's up to the artist to just chip away the edges to reveal the art that's within and I think that is a good way of summarizing this book of how to be in relation in communication with your with your inner artist to see the art that's already existing and it, it brings such a beautiful melody and a beautiful tone to a daily situation and a daily life. Like when you go on a walk, it suddenly becomes like an act of art to go on a walk, to listen to the birds and to look at the pavement in front of you and to listen to the wind and to see the flowers or to see your shoes. Or even if you go, you know, when I go on walks, I normally turn right out of my driveway. But what if I went left out of my driveway? Like what experience would that bring? And I think that is really cool. How to interact with the outside world to see the art 
that we all know and love and that's already there and to communicate the art through your perspective is really what this what this book teaches from a spiritual note which i love um moving on the object is not to look the ob- the objective is not to learn to mimic greatness but to calibrate our internal meter for greatness so we can better make the thousands of choices that might ultimately lead to our own great work. I wrote, nature is produced by the source for us to receive. Ooh, I liked this one because it was about the ocean. There's a reason we are drawn to gazing at the ocean. It is said the ocean provides a closer reflection of who we are than any mirror. Mm. nothing is static I really liked this chapter Mm. yeah I liked this one a lot you can engage in the same awareness practice five days in a row in the same location and have a unique experience each time next to this I annotated yoga practice poses don't need to change because it's not about the poses that's something that I have been kind of working through myself as a new yoga teacher I get overwhelmed trying to create new sequences and being inventive. It has been fun since reading this book to tap into creativity when it comes to creating a sequence. However, um, there is also something to be said that yoga is perfect the way it already is. Like I am no one to be coming in and changing the poses and the sequence of it. And like it is the way it is because it's, ancient and traditional and it's rooted in a lot of history and culture and stories and depth like it it has a lot to it there's a lot of layers to it so who am I to come in and change a sequence or begin making my own like really who am I to do that like who am I to change what's already perfect and doesn't need changing but then I get in my head and I begin to play devil's advocate of like, well, I don't want people to get bored when they come to my classes. I don't want people to think every class I teach is the same. So I need to switch it up. And when I read this, you engage in the same awareness practice because that's literally what yoga is, an awareness practice. Five days in a row in the same location and you have a unique experience each time. And that is so true. I could do the exact same yoga sequence every single day for the rest of my life, meaning I could do the same poses every single time I come on my mat and I will never get the same experience ever because number one, I'm always a different person when I come onto the mat, always. I'm never the same person as I was. And secondly, yeah, well, I guess that's pretty much it. You're never the same person. So who I was yesterday when I did the practice is not who I am today when I do the practice. It's also about the breath. Where is the breath going to take me? Where is my mind going to wander to? Can I practice being aware with my breath and filtering out my thoughts? It it just goes so deep and um, it's such a beautiful practice that I, I needed this kind of reminder. And I was talking to my mom about this afterwards and she was like, it's like when I went on runs, like... My mom was a big runner and she would always, she had a five mile loop that she would do every single day. 
And she was like, I did the same route every day. And it was never the same run because I was different. My body felt different. My mind was different. It was never the same run. And I, I think I need to restructure it like that too when I teach because it's never going to be the same. It's always going to be different. And I mean, you can look at Ashtanga, Bikram, all these set practices that have a set sequence, right? And people love it. I need to, I need to just like remind myself, like I don't need to be the most inventive in a practice that's already perfect. Um, I said this a little bit earlier in the episode on page 56. I love this as I wrote, I wrote wow next to it. And it says, you can't step into the same stream twice because it's always flowing. Everything is. Mm. That's also why when I listened to this on audiobooks and then I wanted to come back and read it, I got an entirely different book. Like I listened to it one way and then when I read it and consumed it, oh man, did it hit completely different. It it just became such a different experience and what a beautiful one that is. But it's the same book. It's the same words. It's the same concept. But who I am reading it then even versus who I am reading it now because I probably annotated this stuff like maybe two weeks ago and now as I'm reviewing it again, it's, I'm, I'm at such a different place with so many of, so much of this, you know, like some things aren't hitting the same as they did on that day. Some things are hitting a bit harder. Page 60, if a beautiful thought or phrase comes to mind, or if you see a beautiful sunset, One's not better than the other. Both are equally beautiful in different ways. It's helpful to consider that there are always more options available to us than we might realize. Mornings and subconscious, I related it back to the morning pages, which my episode on Monday is about my morning routine where I talk about morning pages and stuff. Mm, Man, I just love this. When we miss it, it really does pass us by. Tomorrow presents an opportunity for awareness, but it's never an opportunity for the same awareness. If we are aware, we get to tune into more of it. If we are less aware, we miss it. Source is filtered through humanity. We really are just like the messenger, right? Like we're just the vessels that this this universe has set out. Notice them in the same connected, detached way you might notice a warm wind. Let yourself move move within it, yet not be of it. Oh, this is a nice one. It's helpful to view currents in the culture without feeling obligated to follow the direction of their flow. Instead, notice them in the same connected, detached way you might notice a warm wind. Let yourself move with it, yet not be of it. I liked this. It's a good reminder that there's so much influence in the world and we don't have to be carbon copies of everyone. We don't have to look the same, think the same, feel the same, be the same, do the same thing every day. We can be inspired and we can view it and we can observe it without becoming attached to it. It helps to realize that it's better to follow the universe than those around you. Mm. it's helpful to turn those voices down so you can hear the chimes of the cosmic clock ring reminding you it's your time your time to participate 
self-doubt. Oh, man. I like don't want to read this whole book on this episode with you guys because I could actually just sit here and reread this whole book and do it all over again. If you start from the position that there is no right, wrong, no good or bad, and creativity is just free play with no rules, it's easier to submerge yourself joyfully in the process of making things. It's just an experiment, I wrote. We're not playing to win, we're playing to play. We're playing to play. Mm, I love that. Oscar Wilde said that some things are too important to be taken seriously. Art is one of those things. Okay. If I don't stop, I am just going to read the whole book to you guys, and I don't want to do that. Um, but I did dog ear two pages. Why did I do that? Oh, I actually made a whole episode about this one, about breaking the rules. I will leave that down below. That one really hit home for me, and then I dog eared another page. Why? What was this page? Oh, thoughts and habits not conducive to the work. Believing you're not good enough feeling you don't have the energy it takes, mistaking adopted rules for absolute truths, not wanting to do the work, not taking the work to its highest expression, having goals so ambitious that you can't begin. Big one. I wrote an exclamation mark next to that. Okay. I'm going to stop because I could just keep going and going and going. And this has been a wild episode. (laughs) It's been like interrupted 10 times. And um, I guess that's just, how this episode is meant to go. So, um, I could not recommend this book enough. I think that this is going to be a book that I refer to honestly for the rest of my life. Like I'm never going to show up about this book. And if you are anyone, I think you could read this book. Anyone should read this book. It's beautiful because it speaks on spirituality and being creative and why you matter and why you are important in this world, but it's also inspiring and it reframes art to something attainable that everyone can do and that everyone is an artist. It sparked ideas for my business. It sparked ideas for my yoga. It sparked many, many ideas for this podcast. It sparked conversation between me and my dad that I didn't think my dad and I would ever have. Um, It sparked a whole new version of myself where I view myself in a childlike regard, in an important regard, and in a let's take the pressure away from my life regard. I really like Rick Rubin. I think he's a fascinating guy. I would love to meet him one day and just listen to him talk, but I think this book is as close as I'm ever going to get, and I'm really grateful that I found this book and that I have it. Um, It is wonderful and I could not recommend it enough. And if you read it, I hope you got something out of it. It is amazing. So this was my bonus episode. Like I said, next month on um, next month's bonus episode, which is the last Thursday of March, I don't have my calendar in front of me, so I don't know what the date is, Um, but it's the last Thursday in March. It will not be a book club, so we're not reading a book next month, but it will be a guest series that I'm really excited about, and um, I think you guys are really going to love it. So I'm excited. You guys know I don't have guests on my podcast a lot, so this is going to be a good one, and I'm really excited for it. 
I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this chaotic episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. But um, I guess that's how the cookie was meant to crumble today. Guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your, uh, oh my God, of your week. Monday, we're talking about morning routines and I can't wait to talk to you guys then. Happy Manifest Thursday. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Bye guys.